It's a uh, Merry Christmas uh, to everyone. Um, Ginika, you look smashing this morning. Thank you. You actually look like a cash madam. I haven't seen you dressed up like this before. Um, shout out to um, ACA Get Wilson. She was not feeling too well, so um, I guess we're riding solo, me and um, me and Ginika. Ginika, do you want to tell us about yourself just briefly? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just put me right on the spot. Um, so my name is Ginika Okafo Bamoro. And uh, I am an entrepreneur turned digital consultant. I used to run my own footwear business called Yili Footwear. I did that for seven years and then decided to transition to help brands really build their, you know, to build their profile, their visibility uh, in the digital space. So that's what I've been up to in the past year. Are you a lawyer? You're a barrister? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I would say I'm jack of all trade, but master of few. Um, yes, I'm a lawyer by training. I've been called to the bar, but um, after practicing for like maybe a year or two years, I was like, um, sorry, this is not for me now. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe I would go back to it. I'm not sure. But let's see. <laughs> mm. Interesting. So today um, we're talking about laws for 2020. Three and I, I, I remember yesterday night I chatted um, Ginika up. I'm like, oh, can we make this more funky? And she said, uh, "Laws for soft life." And I thought that was interesting. Uh, this year gave birth to a lot of slangs, a lot of words. Um, they play. That's the new one that they say. <laughs> your face, your face shine. Your face show. Your shoe shine. Uh, there's a lot of slangs. Some of them were inspired by accidents. I mean, bala blue, <laughs> blah blah. Right. But so this year uh, it's been an eventful year. But uh, for a lot of people who are really one step ahead. You're already mentally into 2023 and our role here is to make you um, plan your 2023 better. So today we'll talk about the laws, the fundamental laws and principles that determine whether or not you're going to have a good year, right? Um, like I like to say, anybody can fall off a ladder by accident. Nobody climbs a ladder by accident. So we're going to run you through different laws um, for 2023 and somewhere along the line, we'll probably do a trivial that people can win stuff. Um, so today... We're talking about the fundamental principles you must understand before you get into 2023. If you're listening right now, you're CEO and MD of a firm, right? This might just be a perfect time for you to get your pen and your, um, and, and your jotter to uh, sort of take notes. Um, I think the first and fundamental law is, um, and by the way, this whole thing is inspired by a book called The Hexagon Laws of Business, right? There are basically so many principles and, um, and, and steps and laws that you must follow. And one of those laws, first of all, is called the law of purpose and they have the law of vision, the law of character and all that. But I'm going to just bring them down in bits. Um, we'll try and make this as interactive as possible. Right. So, um, Genica, I guess over to you. Um, if you do have an idea of any of the laws, which one do you think is uh, perhaps the most striking to you? Um, to me, I think the most important uh, is the law of people. I think that that's what a lot of people neglect when for anything, right? Anything in life is about human connection. So when you're starting your own business, you're working for someone, it's really about human connection. And I think that first of all, before all this, you know, like uh, all the things in the all the laws, I think the law of people is very important because first, if you're able, of course, the law, like you have a vision, right? You're able yeah. to articulate your vision, but it's also important for people to buy into your vision because you can't do everything by yourself. And what's the best way for people to buy into your vision is by being authentic, being genuine and being kind. Cause like we live in a world where a lot of people just want to use people for, to get to the next level. And you see that that can only take you so far. Right. But I feel like when you, you, you know, people, when you interact with people and you're interacting from a place like, what can I do to help you? Like, this is my vision. What's your vision? How can your vision and my vision align? I think that's a sweet spot. And I think that once you're able to hit it off, you're able to achieve all the other goals once you get that right. So to me, that's actually very, very important because last year Absolutely. just taught me, or even 2022 really taught me a lesson on human connection and um, the law of people. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. One of my most favorite brands of all time is Starbucks, right? Starbucks is, they have over, um, they have almost uh, over 15,000 stores. Uh, and just in case anyone's wondering how that is possible, you might try to know that the, the brands with the biggest number of stores in Nigeria don't have more than 600, 700. I mean, the banks and the filling stations. How do you have a business that has 15,000 different units? And something that hit me about Starbucks was their slogan. It says, we're not in the business of selling coffee. 
anybody that knows Starbucks knows they sell coffee. But what they say is we're not in the business of selling coffee. We're actually in the business of people. Mm. We just happen to sell coffee to them. And for me, that was striking. I said that again. It says we're not in the business of selling coffee. We're in the business of people. We just happen to sell coffee to them. If only people understand how powerful it is to treat people like they are individualistically and to connect with people one-on-one. I mean, uh, your first bath in life was given to you by someone. Your last bath in life was given to you by someone. And in between, how you manage those people, right? And something my wife said to me two days ago was really powerful. You know, I'd, every day I'd c- come back from work and I'd ask my son. I'd say, oh, so um, what did you do today? And she just laughed. I said, why don't you switch the story around and not ask what did he do today? How about you ask him, who did you help today? Mm. Right? And, you know, for the first time I had to pause. I'm like, okay, that actually makes sense. When you start to raise children who go out of their way to help people, Mm -hmm. right? They grow up to become better adults, which eventually is the value. Because all these things we're trying to uh, sort of um, um, almost robotically do in business like customer care, right? Customer services. Actually not you being able to, if you're just a naturally good person, pleasant, it's just easier for you to be able to have that type of um, relationship. So let me just ask you, what's your favorite brand when it comes to people's centricity? Um, brands that you know that have great, they have a pleasant outlook, they love people, they would do a lot more for feedback or for even just making people go extra mile just to make people more comfortable. Is there any brand that comes to mind, local, international? Okay, um, because I'm very pro-local, so I would just focus my attention on local brands, but I have uh, a couple of brands. One is a hair brand called Hiki, um, Hiki Hair. And one of the things I love about that brand is the fact that she goes all out. Like, they go all out to make sure that you have, like, an like utmost consumer and customer experience. So I had a situation where um, I sent my hair for, like, you know, to kind of uh, wash and all those things. And it came back. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I wasn't even in the country. They sent it to my friend. And I just sent a message to the owner. And she was like, you know what, that is unacceptable. She got someone to go all the way to pick it up. The pla- and, and the place from the address to their store was, like... It was a bit of a distance and the the person was leaving that day. She got someone to pick it up. They did everything they had to do. They sent it back and she's very apologetic about it. Like her customer service is top notch. That's one thing, you know, and and that's why like even as much as like I love other hair brands, I Mm. keep going to her because you don't only get quality, but you really get like your, the consumer experience is really good. And then there's a couple of um, Instagram brands that I have tried out this year and they're really good. There's this girl that really comes to my mind. Um, funny enough, even though I'm a footwear maker, I'm wearing her footwear because it's really good. It's called, um, I think it's Ale by, uh, hold on, so I can get. It's literally called, take yes, it's called um, Ale by April. My God, this girl, she's onto something. Her like the her response time is phenomenal. Like you send her a message, she gets back. To, like it's it's impeccable. She's so good. I recommended her to like family and friends, and these are the kind of people that I want to recommend to the whole world. And I'm not being paid for any of these things, but when you put your consumer ahead, when you think about them, it's like, how can I make their life better? You find out that you don't even need to, you know, like how a lot a lot of people say, ah, package yourself. You don't need to package yourself. You don't even Absolutely. need to pay for um promo of course you do like you know bits and bobs of promo but they would your product will sell for itself because people will recommend word of mouth and people are more likely to buy a product when it's recommended by someone who's very close to them so for now like at the, at the top of my head those are the two brands that i know that i've really been impressed by their um customer service and their love for people because it's all about the product it's about mm. the people and um yeah Absolutely, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I mean, you'd be shocked at how how people take certain things for granted. I I mean, I've spent over 15 years building businesses and startups. I always say that if you want to compete, don't compete without a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. And the only three ways, according to business schools, the only three ways you can win competition. One is pricing, Mm -hmm. right? The second one is niche focus. But the Mm -hmm. third one, people don't really pay attention to it a lot. Now, a lot of people do price wars. So you have a business, you go into, or you go into a new industry because you want to win competition, you bring down your price. Mm-hmm. Common sense. You want to be cheaper, right? And I always tell people that why that makes sense, right? That's not the ultimate or the best way to win competition mm-hmm. because at the end, you just set up a price war and somebody gets, reduces price, you reduce your mm-hmm. price, reduce the price, reduce the price. At the end, you both probably will lose out, right? 
when you sell below your cost price. Uh, niche focus is taking a specific segment. I said, I'm going to be in this segment. Uh, shout out to um, Ife Jerusalem. We were just talking about her, her economy, how she's building a bank mainly for females. That's yeah. very niche focus. Mm. But the last one is really in relation to people is differentiation, mm. right? How do you create a differential? Actually, in a market that is almost homogeneous. Let me give an example the airlines. Mm. When you fly, right, um, you're going to say, let me say, you're going to Lagos, Abuja, let's say, local, like, like you said. If, the, if two planes take off at the same time, they probably land almost at the same time, right? The, they are probably the same airlines, not sorry, sorry, same aircraft, you know, but then what differentiates them is how you feel when the hostess interact with you and all that. So I, I absolutely agree. But let's get back to the laws of, of business. Maybe we can switch this mm. the other way around and maybe you can ask me um, questions around the laws because I really want people to be able to, at the end of this show, be able to say, oh, okay, these are the laws that I must not break. So one of them we've said now is don't break the law of people. Mm-hmm. Be more people-centric, whether you want to leverage on a community or build your own community. Because if you look at the 21st century businesses, businesses that are doing so well are businesses that have their own community, yeah. right? People don't realize that Apple is a billion-deep community, mm-hmm. a billion-deep people in the Apple community. I mean, yesterday, Obama released his um, playlist, Apple mm-hmm. playlist of mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. And shout-out to shout out to Bernard. Bernard had two songs, Ashake had two songs mm-hmm. on, on Obama's playlist for the year. You know, and and that's really powerful in itself. So maybe you want to ask questions around the laws yeah. and then maybe I can respond to it. So for you, like mine is like the law of people. That's actually something that is very important for me, especially going into 2023. For you, what's your, what's top of your list? Give me two laws that you think that hmm, people have to pay attention to getting into 2023. Okay, so one would be the first law, right? And I really wish I had all the time to break down the whole laws, right? But um, the 21 of the laws, right? Um, first is purpose, and that's my, mm-hmm. and it's the reason why it's number one, right? I feel like if people are more intentional, mm-hmm. purpose, 80% of the problem in life will be solved, right? People just, people are not intentional. People don't define what they're going to. So anywhere they get to will look like it. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, how many people, for example, this year, at the year end, has started a fast? I'm not, not trying to be religious, but a fast to intentionally pray your way into the new year. No, that's not the same thing as the watch night service thing you do. I say, God, I want you to tell me what your my plan for next year should be, right? And I can sink myself according to that. Or how many people wake up every morning knowing statistics? I mean, <laughs> I've seen a lot of things around memes this season and how people are like, oh, people are just doing dirty December. I remember intentionally I've said, look, this is the amount of money. You, can, you know, the longest month is literally January, right? Just people being intentional, right? Purpose is key. Um, I'm a huge fan of Japanese, Japan, the Japanese people, just their comparative management principles. And there's a Japanese principle called the law of Ikigai mm. that says for you to be able to live a fulfilling life, yeah, you have to find three circles, right? Mm. One is something you're very good at, something you're passionate at, something you're good at, one, two, something you're passionate about, and three, something you can make the most money from. It's actually a mathematical formula because like a set Venn diagram with three circles and says where those three circles like mm. converge is what your purpose is. And my prayer for anybody this year is that they get into 2023 with the purpose of Kikai to say, next year, what can I be the best at? Mm. And you optimize it. Something happened in our firm this year. And we said, oh, you know what? Um, towards the end of the year, we had like a retreat. And we said, look at all the brands, all the companies that we work with, right? Look at the ones that we want to concentrate more on. And the ones we want to say, oh, you know what? We want to discontinue our retainership because it's distractive to what we're building. Right, so I think purpose for me is key. Just being intentional, right? Um, asking yourself, um, what is what is the you don't want anything to catch you unawares. I mean, life happens once in a while, but you just saying, look, I was intentionally trying to build this. When we're driving today, we're talking about parenting and how intentionally we can raise the children who we we don't want things happening to us. We want things happening because of us, not to us. And I think uh, for me, that's a key a key variable. Yeah, but. Isa, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I'm basically um, piggybacking up your um, the the law you just spoke about, and I feel like there's a you know there's this whole thing about purpose and but you think that it's a I, I, what do you think about people who they haven't found their purpose because I think that a lot of people feel this vacuum and I feel like sometimes it's very. Um, uh, paralyzing and you feel like okay I'm doing this is this my purpose is this my purpose because there's this whole thing about find your purpose this is your purpose and then you hear like motivational speakers mm-hmm. saying your pur-. so what do you say to people who are like okay I'm good at A, B, B, C, D but um, 
how do I know this is my purpose? How can I differentiate between, you know, something that I love and it's my purpose? What is really a purpose? Like, does mm. it mean going into a business or like really expand? I, I, I get what you mean. It, it, it's, it's one of the most, um, it's a buzzword, right? Mm. Find your purpose. That's right around maybe religion and motivational mm-hmm. speakers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you, but um, it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like seven, eight billion people on earth, 90 something percent don't know their purpose. So this is my own template. Mm. In the course of trying to find your purpose and you're confused, just find your passion. Passion is easier to find than your purpose. Mm. Most of the time when you find your passion and you invest in your passion, especially using that passion to the service of others, mm. you stumble upon purpose. Yeah. So this is not even theoretical in any way, right? So you don't know why you were created, right? Mm. Um, you don't know why God created you, right? Um, shout out to, um, there's a book I read early in life and it was really inspiring. And I think everybody should read the book, Score Purpose Driven Life by mm-hmm. Rick Warren, mm-hmm. right? One of the things Rick Warren talked about in that book is when you can't find your purpose, right? Just ask yourself, what is that thing that I enjoy to do, mm-hmm. right? And then, so let me give a practical example. I spent 13, 14 years doing consulting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's something I enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. But in that process of, doing management consulting i've actually drawn closer to my purpose knowing that okay so follow this step what's that thing i enjoy Mm. doing right then how can i use that thing i enjoy to do Mm. to bury myself in the service of others Mm. right so for me helping people's business grow Mm -hmm. right is something that is the service of others right Mm. right the service of others and the funny thing about it is in the process of helping other people's business grow my business has grown drastically and one of the things that's happening to us in Exiba is a great year for us this year. Not even because of the revenue, mm-hmm. but the amount of equity we got in other businesses. So these days, when we talk to someone who has a brilliant idea but can't afford us, mm-hmm. I said, but I really need you to help me and I know I can help. I'm like, okay, would you be ready to do a 5% equity on this startup idea? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting back to myself and saying, no, in the next five years, we'll probably all have like, but equity in like 20 businesses. is a game of numbers. Some will, some won't succeed, right? So, I think that if anyone's listening right now saying, oh, this year was good for me, but I didn't have that fulfillment of purpose, just ask yourself, what do I enjoy doing? Then how can I serve people? So maybe you enjoy children, you, you enjoy um, hanging around kids, mm-hmm. right? And that's something you enjoy. I mean, your happy place is to play with. You just want to be young again. In your neighborhood, how can I use that, my love for children, to serve people? So you can go to working class mothers, for example, and say, oh, my, you know what? I know you're working, right? I'm not working, right? But you can drop off your kids during work hours. Don't even think of it as a crutch. Mm. Just say, I want to serve with what I, I know I enjoy doing. It's something that even if I'm not paid to do it, I will still do it. And then they can drop off their kids. Every Saturday, people go for one best party. They don't know where to drop off their kids, right? Before you know it, words get around. that Oh, she's so good with kids, right? You realize that at some point, people won't mind to pay you. And mm. who knows, in the next few years... You might own one of the biggest schools. And, mm-hmm. and this is just how it works, right? So I, I, for me, I think that's the closest people can get. Find your purpose. If you can't find your purpose or you're not sure how to find your purpose, find your passion and bury that passion in the service of others and yeah. connect something else. Okay. And I think in one of the things in your point, uh, there's something you said I think is very profound. And it's also, of course, it happens to be one of the, um, one of the laws. And that's actually law of value. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, people will pay you for value. Yeah. You know, and we're not talking about people who want to take advantage. Those are not mm. the people we're speaking about. We're speaking about people who genuinely pay you for value. So I guess if you find something you're passionate about and you can build value around that, you know, structures around it, build value, people will be able to pay you and you can actually end up monetizing. Well, but don't start, I guess, don't start with money in mind. Mm-hmm. I think when you start with service, because I think that service and value, I think they go hand in hand. When you think about service, it's like, how can I make um, someone's life better? How can I be my brother's keeper? So, and I feel like there's also an empathy aspect involved in that because it's almost like you putting yourself in the shoes of someone so as you said if you're very passionate about kids you're thinking how can i help a working mother how can i let her just even enjoy herself for a day and before you know it you know she can uh, uh, absolutely then and, and um people might wondering how we're just having up these commissions around even business because we do realize that there's a correlation between the very successful businesses, whether local or international, the biggest brands, I mean, the biggest brand in the world would be like likes of Amazon, Alphabet, that's Google, um, Meta, that's Facebook, 
or if you look at Nigerian brands that have done extremely well in last mm. um, in last ten years, I mean, shout out to like people like Paystack, mm. Flutterwave, and you find a red correlation people don't see that the most successful businesses happen to be the most valuable mm. businesses to people, not as mm. a balance sheet. Mm. And I'll give you a good example. If I ask you what's one brand that has revolutionized how you live life, mm-hmm. people don't think about it. It's actually Google, mm-hmm. right? Imagine life without being able to search for things online, yeah. right? Or imagine you, I mean, <laughs> imagine you not even able to find where you're going to because there's no Google map, yes. right? And people don't realize how powerful Google map is because the likes of Uber and Bolt and all these guys are riding on the back of Google map, mm-hmm. right? So I think that one of the first thing and you're really right absolutely is for you to build a great brand next year. Mm-hmm. You've got to, sorry, put profit almost at the back burner and say, how can I serve people better? And the first way to do that is fresh fruits, the cost of the fresh fruits, right? And I'm not talking about Titan offering now. I'm talking about that thing you, you're sure you can be valuable in. Don't be too quick to monetize it, mm. right? Um, I, I'll give a good example. One of the best things that happened to me this year was I got into a community and I saw how many entrepreneurs were in that community. And the na- next thing that someone chatted in the group, I like, oh, I know you from way back. You do, cons- you do um, consulting. What would it cost you to do a masterclass for these community members? And I just laughed and I said, no, no worry. I'll do it for free. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah let's do a breakfast session. So the breakfast session, I said, we're well, a co-hotel. Anyone knows that a co-hotel is not cheap. And it's like tens of people. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I'll do the breakfast session for all of you. Like, okay, so how much do you need to pay for our food? I'm like, no, don't worry. It's buffet. It's all on me. It was weird when I even told it to my team, like, who does that? But they asked you, mm. right? But guess what? People showed up. Matter of fact, even towards the tail end of the thing, people are like saying, oh, wait, can we get a POS? Like, no, there's no POS. People, and, and you'd be shocked at, you should just go on a voyage, not caring about where you to end. It always mm-hmm. ends at a very good place. So the point is freemium. Mm-hmm. A freemium is take that premium service and give it out for free for the first fruits. Uh, let's talk about, um, there's a brand that gave, um, bleach uh, this jig bleach company a good run for their money in the last few years it was mm. hypo i don't know if anyone knows hypo bleach yes. the first hundred or thousands of units of hypo that was produced right was given out on the streets mm. for free mm. right because people need to try that's to be proof of concept mm. so for you next year is january ask yourself what can i give to people for free right that won't cost you too much so you don't have to break the bank but it could be anything it could be you want to set up a new restaurant you know do food testing right you are doing a car lot you have a car lot you sell cars that's okay you know what you want to buy this car but you're not sure whether you want to buy this car okay i'll give you the car for 24 hours right let insurance cover anything happen 24 hours the chances by quantitative risk analysis of a car crashing in 24 hours that someone to get is very slim right so let people try out the car and see whether they would fall in love with the car. Just think freemium, right? Yes. And I think that's a, that's a good concept. Yes. Okay, so for me, another thing people have to, another law that I think that's very valuable for 2023 is the law of knowledge. You need to know what you're selling. And selling is not actually, it's not selling in the, sell, in the real sense of selling. Me, I'm sp- speaking metaphorically. Yeah. You need to know your onions. You don't want to be that person that you package yourself um, and you got to the room and then they're not asking you questions. You're looking like, okay, or maybe you even got into the room. Yeah. You know, you got to sit at the table, but you couldn't sustain that seat because you don't know what you're on about. And I see a lot of that. Like I've heard people like, ah, package is like fake it till you make it the truth yeah mm. it's all well and good to you fake it till you make it and you then get there and then it's like okay so what next and the truth is the people who know they know how to save they know how to save people who fake it till they make it because the truth is there's only so much your uh sharp die or like your common mm. sense can get you sometimes you just need to know your stuff so are you like maybe say like uh you're a business person you need to know your numbers you know funny enough like i have a a very funny story so i remember that there is a um when i started my business I'm kind of competition type thing and it was very uh what do you call it? I think I remember that that day. <laughs> yeah. It was very competitive and I was very happy I got in. And so you know, as I said, you fake it till you make it, you get to the room and it's like, okay, you have a seat now and they ask you questions. So they ask me stuff and as a sharp evil girl now I can <laughs> I can I can speak I can speak my way, you know. Uh. And then they asked her, they were like, okay, so your business, how much, you know, time for numbers? They asked me one question like this. I, I was like, um, um, 
yeah. you wish your contact was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I gave one number. Of course, the guy could read, you know, he could like read through me. And he was like, okay, okay, thank you very much. You best believe, of course, I didn't make it to the next level of that competition. But what happened if only like, of course, I knew my onions, like I yeah. sold myself and I knew the numbers about my business, you know, only God knows, like, the opportunity that competition would have taken the brand, right? So it's Absolutely. like a, a hard lesson in, you know, knowledge. What do you think, Izu? I mean, coincidentally, um, there's actually a trend in this laws because mm. um, I think law, knowledge law number three mm. or so. Um, and I, 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 I'd, I'd express this, what you just said. I'll summarize it in the quote by Socrates. Mm. Socrates is by far the, perhaps the, the greatest philosopher of all time. He mentored the likes of Aristotle, who mentored Plato and Alexander the Great. He says something about knowledge. He says, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Mm. Drink deep or drink not at all. Mm. For a little intoxicates. But the deeper you get, the sober you become. Mm. Right? A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. I, I think that it's better to be a stark illiterate than for you to be half illiterate. Because mm. a stark illiterate, you don't know. And you know you don't know. Mm. It's good. The worst people are people that don't know and don't know they don't mm. know, right? It's when you know you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's better that you don't know that you don't know because you're going to open up your mouth and just say nonsense and people who know <laughs> would actually be quiet. You know, I, I, I can't remember who said this. I think it's Solalinsky or so. He says, um, 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 great people flatter the fool and the fool flatters himself, mm. right? So uh, the key thing about it is saying this thing I'm good at, right? How can I consistently gain more knowledge at it? Because the knowledge you had yesterday might not be enough for the knowledge today. And, and very practically, how this works for business people who are listening right now is the perfect time or the perfect start of 2023 is a retreat, a training, right? A lot of people have done dirty December. A lot of people have to literally refresh and reset whatever they need to do. I think the best way to enter into the court of 2023 is to plan a retreat, plan a strategy session. And I like to ask a lot of SMEs, you have a budget for your rent, mm. you have a budget for your salary, but do you even have a budget for your own training, mm. for knowledge? Because like the goose that lays the golden egg, right? If you have a goose that lays a golden egg, what do you do? You don't eat the goose because mm. if you eat the goose, you can't find any other golden egg. So you have to take care of that goose so you can lay more golden egg. And the way you take care of the goose in business is for you to keep re- reigniting the intellectual sanctuary that runs your business so i'll give a good example you are in tr- you are a you run a restaurant and you're running for three years and you still haven't taken a course on nutrition mm. right or even hotel management or hospitality you're not taking care of it but a lot the biggest problem most businesses have is that they're not moving with the time i mean like all around us um we see a lot of problems that come from lack of research and development yes. and research and development is knowledge right i'll just crack the joke that a few years ago how did a small apple knock out a blackberry mm. blackberry at some point was controlling over 60 percent of market share in the world simply because blackberry wasn't moving fast with knowledge right your boat three would hang they'll bring out a boat four that was hanging more than your boat <laughs> the boat, boat three you know and it's a lot of, if you look at the big companies you'll be shocked at how much budget how much budget they have on research and development google has more budget for training than nigeria has for a national budget right and you wonder why there's a correlation between that right if you look at anything that's world power globally the trend of world power from the egyptian era to the roman to the greek to um britain to us and even china what you find in that trend is that every world power starts off in the fundamental of knowledge once your knowledge once the knowledge base of the world moves from a place to another country right it also moves power mm-hmm. right so the easiest way to be powerful is to be knowledgeable. And people don't see that. And I'm not talking about political power. I'm talking about as a business, right? You've got to be able to think that deeply about your business. But if you're listening right now, you want to call in and share what your plans for 2023 is, right? Um, it'd be great. Let's hear. Or you have a challenge in business and you want to us to uh, you want to ask us those questions and then we can, on the spot, try to help you with that. Like my central ideology in life, talk about knowledge is None of us is as smart as all of us. None of us is as smart as all of us. So collaborative learning is always key. I believe very soon we'll go on a commercial break as well. But um, if you have any calls, you want to make a call, um, you can always um, call the number on the on the phone, right? Um, so I think um, the most important thing to do is you can call on the phone, 081-824-26591. I'll say that again. You want to share your business problems or challenge your plan for next year, just call us on 81 824 Nine two six five nine one. Okay. 
Um, I think for me, the next law that we need to be very intentional about for going into 2023 has to be the law of branding. You can't be all things to all men, right? You need to differentiate yourself. And because one of the things that I see is someone starts up something, right? And then all of a sudden, everyone jumps on that bandwagon. And not only do they jump on that bandwagon, they're like, hey, so like, so like now there's this like kaftan that i totally love and it's Mm. almost like (laughs) it's like my favorite thing at the moment so this whole lovely kaftan that a lot of people are making but the truth is there are people who have been able to differentiate themselves from you know from Mm. that oversaturated market and then you see people who are outrightly copying other brands and it's like it doesn't take you that much to be creative. You can be creative if you actually quiet yourself. And, you know, like, as you said, research, develop. Don't just, you know, you see someone making pink and you're like, hey, the pink is selling. And all of a sudden you copy. But the truth is the person who you see making pink or the person who you see using certain color palettes didn't just arrive there by copying. They did a lot of research. They found out like, okay, maybe this works better with the material. This works better with the mood. And then you... You just saw something and you're like, okay, you're going to copy. And so you find out that a lot of people are the same. So there is no differentiation. There is no one that knows A from B. It's like, oh, okay. Do you get it? It's like, there is nothing exciting about your brand. There's nothing exciting. Like, there's nothing you're offering that no one has, no, has not seen before. And I'm not trying to blow my own horn. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I was uh, running my footwear business, Healy Footwear, shameless plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the things a lot of friends of mine or even people that I don't know would tell me is like when they go into, if they go into like, let's say a restaurant or they see some, they can cite Yili from afar. And that was because we're very intentional sure. about every single yeah, thing we're very doing. colorful as well. It, it was, was very, very stylish. Yes, yeah. there was a reason behind that. So we didn't just wake up in the morning and we're like, "Hey, pink, okay, we're going to do pink." No, there was a reason. There was actually a story behind everything we we're doing. So as we're getting into 2023, you need to differentiate yourself from the pack. You don't want to do what Jack, James, and Ada are doing. It's like mm. what makes you different. So, so it can be like your color palettes. It can be like your design it's like and it mustn't even be extraordinary it can just be something that differentiates you that you know that when people see this they already know that you know this is the brand so when you see for example when you see apple products you know it's apple products you don't need to crack your head you know it's apple products and also even if you like some um like certain political figures once you see them you already know that okay like this is their you know this is their color code they wear a certain thing because it differentiates them but you can't just be like ah my mentor is wearing pink meanwhile i'm going to suck you need to you know purposefully and mindfully create your brand you know curate the kind of brand that you want Make sure that your brand lies, you know, it aligns with your purpose, your vision. It's not just copy and paste. Izzo, what about you? What do you think? Absolutely. The brand um, next year, um, as the market gets more saturated, differentiation becomes so key. Uh, one of the most fundamental things people need to do next year is to be intentional about their brand. And what's all this thing called branding? Branding is just a unique way of representing what you do that it makes it so easy to identify. And for you to do that, you've got to have three variables. For anything to be a brand, mm-hmm. it has to be unique, mm-hmm. it has to be easy to identify, and then it must be consistent. Yeah. Think of any brand. And when I like to say, name the most popular brands in the world, um, I think my top three most popular brands in the world, if you ask me, would be Apple, Coca-Cola, and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are three things that everyone can recognize, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be strange if you say you never heard of the word Jesus, mm-hmm. or you never heard of the word iPhone or Apple, or you never heard of the word Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at those three brands, right? Uh, and of course, there are like thousands and millions of other brands that are also very, very in that alignment of unique, easy to identify and consistent. But what you find out in those three things is, are they easy to identify? Did their logos, matter of fact, these three brands I mentioned, if you, just looking at their logo, you know their brands, right? So ask yourself, what is that thing I'm doing currently in 2022 that is so good that I can convert into a brand? That means how can I make that thing I'm doing so easy to identify, right? Um, today, I, I felt really strange just coming and wearing hoodies because I really like to wear my, uh, my sleeves, but I always fold my sleeves. That's been my identity ever since I figured out that. And I was just reading something about minimalism. And how the greatest leaders are now moving towards an orientation called minimalism. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg wears only a gray t-shirt. 
Steve Jobs before were only black, right? Um, I know a Nigerian, not a politician, I know a Nigerian entrepreneur, Otadala, who wears only white, mm. right? And that's easy to identify. And you've got to ask yourself, what is that thing about me that you identify? Sometimes that's as dramatic as your appearance. Some other time, it's not your appearance. It could be your service. What is that easy to identify about your service, right? Um, mm. I know airlines that people say, oh, I fly because I like the food or I like how they look. I mean, if you fly, um, if you're in the Emirates and you fly Emirates, you already know how they look, right? So easy to identify is key. Then you've got to be consistent. I feel like too many people are consistently inconsistent with mm-hmm. where they consistently want to be. Mm. I'll say that again. Too many people are consistently inconsistent with where they consistently want to be. So... Next year, please try to find something about your brand that's going to be easy to identify. It could be your slogan. It could be the way your office looks. It's very good around retail. Mm. Um, new year is a new time to rebrand, right? Don't do the same thing you've done yesterday and expect a different result today, right? So I think um, that's key in itself. Yes. So for me, another one that I think stands out is the law of character. So basically, you don't overvalue yourself or undervalue yourself. Yeah. And as I said, it still goes back to a couple of our points, um, previous points. And what is, um, let's start with the overvaluing yourself. I see a lot of that like in the art world, right? So you start making art and all of a sudden you're charging something very ridiculous and when someone because and i see a lot of that here back um in nigeria Mm. and you're asking someone okay so why are you charging because the truth is when you meet people like so for like uh the luxury brands a lot of times that people look up to or even just general brands there is a there's pricing strategy there's a reason why they are charging what they're charging right and i see someone who maybe just started or you're not really doing anything extraordinary or spectacular but just because of how you're hearing that ah people are into arts now you too you want to do your own you know you want to and it's almost like when you have a conversation with them why are you charging what you're charging why should i buy your art what's the value they don't know because the truth is, a lot of people overvalue themselves. So you overvalue yourself to, an, um, to a point where you value yourself out of the market. And you're not, com- you know, you're not competitive. Yeah. And people will not be able to afford you because the truth is, they don't know why they're buying you. So when you see like a lot of established artists now, I'm using art as an example. This, of course, cuts you know, across different segments. Um, the reason why they charge what they charge is there's a year of experience. When you speak to them, you know why they are charging. But when they started, they didn't start off by charging that, you mm. know. And also, um, a flip side of this is also undervaluing yourself. And I know that we also, so this is almost like a two-double-sided yeah. coin, right? Um, we know that we live in a country where, you know, you know your stuff, you've worked hard, and maybe people don't see value in your stuff. And the truth is, as I said, you can't be all things to all men. So you know the reason why you're putting this because maybe the art behind it, the history, a lot of things that go behind why you're charging. So you see that, like, let's say in uh, in the clothing or like, you know, things that product related or market. And you hear people saying, eh, it's so expensive. Why are you charging this, this, you know? And then just because you want people to buy, you're like, okay, fine, I'll reduce my price. The truth is you're really shortchanging yourself. If you believe and you know why you're charging what you're charging and you know your stuff, you know the reason there is a structure, there is like, there's a lot of uh, things behind why you're charging your price, then fine, only with your chest. And even when people try to bully you into trying to reduce your price, you know, you stick, you know, you stand firm because the funny thing is most people that try to undervalue people, they will go to somewhere else, you know, and then they will still pay premium for what they are trying to charge someone else here. And I saw a lot of that when I was running my own business, people will come to me like, okay, why are you charging uh, 15,000 or 20,000? you know, for a handmade product, you already even answered the question, is handmade. handmade yeah. There's a lot of... Effort, there's a lot of work. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of... Work it's that goes it's bespoke, into, literally. It's very, yes. And then you see people literally trying to intimidate me, like, why are you charging that, this? And then you see them wearing, like, a named Liberty. brand. <laughs> and then you're just looking at them. Red bottom, like, yeah. First of all, I'm not even trying to throw shade, mm. but I know the quality of my products. I know that mm. the, we make our footwear for the African market, knowing that it can withstand rain, whatever mm. you throw at it, it can withstand. Your expensive sandals won't be able to withstand that, you know? And it got to a point where, like, when I first started, I had to learn this the hard way. I'd be like, okay, fine, I'll reduce my price. But at a point, I'm like, okay, fine. 
it's either you buy or yeah. not. I, I let me. I wish. Um, I wish uh, that, that particular conversation uh, was had right. Maybe around when you were going through that challenge because. You see, uh, this concept of pricing is deep, right? Um, from an accounting perspective, like three types of pricing. There's cost plus pricing, there's value-based pricing, and there's cost reimbursable pricing. Now, for a lot of businesses, right, um, when you say you're charging below, especially above industry standard, right, that's premium, right? So what you use to compensate for that is a competition advantage. Is either there's a deeper story behind it, right? So you've got to, it's a story that you tell that makes it, it gives it value, right? Um, I'll give a good example. There's a particular painting called um, um, Basquiat. Basquiat, John Michel. Mm-hmm. Right, John Michel paintings are really expensive. Right? It's a black, it's a black painter. I think he died years ago from yeah. drugs overdose. But mm-hmm. um, I know Rick Ross has one. Beyonce has one. Jay Z has one. But the story behind John Michel is, first of all, he's one of the greatest um, black artists of all time, um, painters of all time. And then he didn't live long enough to have so many arts and you know scarcity creates value right so there's a story behind it right it's a story that gives it the depth that you that you need right um but most of the time when you don't have the story another thing that can give you compensation is triggers so trigger would be who are the people using the brand sometimes let me give you an example if i'm selling this pen right for let me say one thousand naira, right and all of a sudden right jay-z comes to buy this pen right and another time uh Bonner boy buys his pen it stops being 1k because now there's a story there's a not, there's a story and it's not a trigger because brand drop off from brands right um and it's just a practical example i i, I mean i was reading I, I saw something of recent it was a writer for one of nigerian artists and how much he's charging per show is Bonner boy i'm like whoa but like you clearly said Bonner boy can charge that for the years of experience for the trigger of the grammy award you see Bonner's trigger for charging that much is is about the only nigerian Grammy Award winner, direct Grammy. I'm not talking about people that collaborated, mm. right? So I think that's also key. Um, there was a, a particular year that Jay Z and Bill and Jay Z and Kanye. This was pre <laughs> on the light This was pre Kim K Kanye, right? Mm. Kanye before Kim <laughs> K. <laughs> that was Kanye on his, in his prime. They charged six million dollars to perform at a child's birthday party. Six million dollars. But come on, that's Dubai. Right, that's Sheikh M- Maktoun. Sheikh Maktoun is the owner of Manchester City, right? Mm. And you can see the story behind that, right? Oh, it's, so brand dropper from brands. For anybody who has something you think is worth the value, you have an obligation to show us the story on why we should pay you that amount of money, right? But sometimes you've got to really make value with character. And thank God you talk about the law of character because um, whenever you charge a lot, or whenever you go into business, understand that no matter everything you have, you've got to back it up with character. Character literally means being true. Are you true? So, for example, if you're doing a sandal and say, oh, this sandal can withstand African weather, it has to be true, right? I always crack the joke that if you want to sell me a bulletproof car, and you sell me a bulletproof car, the only way I'm going to buy a bulletproof car for me is if you're going to get into the car, close the doors, and I'm going to bring an AK-47, I'm going to shoot through the car. That's the only way I can guarantee that there's an AK-47. Any other thing... Is trial and error because I don't want to be in the middle of Oshodi and and then I find out whether that that happens right. So I think it's about promise. Yeah. Business is actually about promise. Mm. Everything in business is profit. I mean, the concept of money is promise. Mm. That's why money is called IOU, mm. right? There's nothing called money. Money is here's this paper, right? What money really is? Here's this paper is worth one thousand. I promise you one thousand mm. if I give you this money. It's promise. So we've got to have the type of brands uh, where you can promise people. Be true to your promise, true to your word, true to your commitment. And I think that's really key in itself. Okay, so we're running out of time. So we want to quickly run through some of our other uh, laws I think that are very very important for 2023. And another one that I think is very important is the law of value and results. So basically... You know, like how a lot of people always, oh, I'm so busy meeting. No, meeting this. Mm. What there are things that emails can solve. There are things just a quick phone calls. You know, you don't have to. You have to value your time. Time is a resource that we can't get back. Yeah. Any other thing, you may be able to get. You can pay money to. You know, but you can pay money to get more time. So we need to be very intentional with our time. So what are you using your time for? Um, can you restrategize? So like. Instead of spending 10 hours in a meeting, is it something that like one hour, 30 minutes can do? Is it something an email can do? Yeah. Anything to work efficiently as opposed to working hard. Of course, there are times to work hard and there's time to work smart. But we need to know that value really equals to results, you know. And that's why a lot of people have problem um 
you know about late, like have problem with Lagos because there's a lot of time that goes when you're stuck in traffic, right? Yeah. And that think about like when you're not doing things you should be doing and you're wasting your time. You're literally in traffic. This is figuratively and it's taking your time. You're burning time and you don't have that time. We, you know, we don't know how long we're here for. So how can you maximize your time? I think it's something that we should think deeply about and it's something that should be priority in 2023. Absolutely. So what do you think? Uh, I'd, I'd sum up that in two words. Um, don't sweat, not two words, um, in a keyword, outsourcing, right? Mm -hmm. Outsourcing. Anything that is not worth your time, outsource. Some of us are penny-wise, pounds-foolish. For example, you run a business that you make, say... I don't know. Let me convert whatever you make. Say you make a millionaire in a month. Mm -hmm. Convert that to an hour. Well, how much of that in an hour if you convert the number of hours in a month? And then you might be shocked that you're making maybe, let me just give an example, you're making like 10K in an hour. Why are you not spending three hours in Lagos traffic? Mm. Right? If you pay a driver 80K for a month, it's more efficient. So you can use that time to do other things. Mm -hmm. So my, my theory on this thing is outsource the things that are not worth your time. Right? Um, including sometimes events so sometimes people chat me up about, oh yeah you know i'm having a wedding and you know if you're really important to me shout out to <laughs> shout out to Gunnar, right <laughs> if you're not i'm going to put something in an envelope and i'm going to say oh thank you very much i'm sorry that i thank you for the invite i'm sorry i can't make it but i understand especially if i feel that um even you that you're inviting me i'm also because sometimes you just you're inviting everybody else right mm -hmm. so sometimes also saying look do you have to attend to every O1 bed that they invite you to? Because that might not be the best use of your time, right? You, I see people do this all the time, actually like middle-class people who, what they do on Saturdays is wash clothes, right? You, you Saturdays for laundry, no problem. But how about if you could use that Saturday for something more strategic and make more money for you or touch more lives? So I, I, I think don't sweat the petty things and then pet the sweaty things. Don't sweat the petty things and now pet the sweaty things. So if you're listening right now, I think next year you have to look at your life in this year and say, what I think that I spend the most money on, right? That wasn't worth my time and take them out. Sometimes it's not even um, time, it's people. What people I spent so much time on and didn't add tangible value to me, didn't make me get better. Matter of fact, they even made me get worse, right? Maybe wrong associations or whatever it is. It's extremely important. For a lot of businesses, you need to reevaluate re what you really do as a business. Sometimes we think we're in a particular business. We were not in that business. I mean, someone was telling me something about it. I think it was McDonald's, McDonald's. And somebody asked, the, well, the owner of McDonald's asked one of the staff, what do you think we sell here? And the guy said, well, we sell burger, we sell chicken. He said, what do you think we sell here? He said, we sell burger, we sell chicken, we sell ice cream. So what do you think we sell? Said, we sell burger, we sell ice cream, sell milkshake. He says, are you sure that's what we sell here? The guy said, yes. He said, no, that's not what we sell here. He said, what do we sell here? He said, we sell consistency. Right? We don't sell any of these things. We just happen to sell these things by the side. But what we're selling is consistency. So sometimes... You are doing a business that what you need to really do in that business is to look at the keywords of what you sell and then outsource the other ones, right? So uh, I, I give a practical example of this, right? A lot of people are in a business that they don't really even have to do, right? And this is what's creating the marketplace business, right? The guys, I don't know which car company, for example, has made more money this year in selling cars than auto checkers, right? This is a company called auto check and they don't own any of those cars, right? So that's a automobile company that's saying, look, we sell cars. But we're not going to sell cars. So they outsource the selling of cars and then they consider what they really do, which is a platform, a digital platform. So people have to think that creatively in whenever they sell things, right? What do I sell? And then outsource everything that doesn't look like what I sell. So you can concentrate on what you really sell. It could be customer service that you're really selling and be good at, at that. I think that's really key in itself. Mm, yeah. So uh, for me, the next law that I think is also important is the law of sacrifice. And I know that sacrifice is a word that not a lot of people love to hear or even like, right? Because it just seems like you're denying yourself something. Yeah. But so what I do is I rephrase it in my mind as the law of priority. So it's almost like what is more important now that you can do that would be that would help you like five years down the line, 10 years down the line. So if you don't like the word sacrifice, you can look at it as prioritizing something over something, right? So it's like knowing how, you know, now it's easy. Maybe you sleep, like get enough sleep and everything, but it's almost like you can add a bit of workout in between just to make sure that you're basically building a consistent and a, a lifestyle that would help you down the line so you're building your muscle you're building like a healthy habit so or even in business in every different aspect of your life it's like what can you give priority to now 
you know, at the expense of something else that you thank yourself later for. And I think in 2023 is, is the time to do that. As I said, we're not guaranteed time here. We don't know how long, no one yeah. knows how long they have here. So what we have to do is like, we have to wake up every day as a fresh day and it's like okay what can i do for the future that i want so does that be like better relationship does that mean like better eating how um lifestyle or even prayer lifestyle your business what can you do can you prioritize over like your comfort because a lot of times some of the things that keep us where we are is that comfort you know you're in your comfort and i can't really be asked you know but the truth is no one has really achieved a lot just being in their comfort zone. So we need to think strategically for 2023. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You call it prioritization. I call it weighing the scale. Okay. Right. So weighing the scale is at any given point, you have so many things you want. But one of the things I've learned to do is if I want something, I'm going to weigh it next to what I want most. Mm. So what I want versus what I want most. Right. So, for example, or someone says, oh, let me give you a practical example. Um, you want to spend time with family and then somebody, um, a client says, oh, you know, let's just hang out. So I'm going to put hangout next to family and I'm going to weigh the scale, right? And I'm going to say what I want versus what I want most, right? Um, if you can always ask yourself this thing I want versus what I want most, right? So you're, you're probably reading for an exam and then you want to probably just watch a football match, right? What do I want? I want to watch a football match. What do I want most? I want to pass. So do you want to watch a football match? Or do you want to pass your exams? If that's really the case. So it's really prioritization. And um, next year should be that year where you can do that more strategically, right? And, and I think we need to learn to normalize sacrifice. When you think of it as a sacrifice, it's hard to make, right? If you think about it, it's normal, right? It's a way of life, right? And it, it's just one of those things that people need to do. And one of the things I've learned to do these days is to think of giving, right as i always tell people maybe you do something someone says thank you in my mind i'm like if all these guys know that giving is the most selfish thing to actually do because i'm being blessed more and when i say blessed i'm not talking about materialism i'm thinking that I'm, I'm a product of i'm a product of being in places where i know i didn't work hard enough for those things so i assume that maybe my parents or my great-grandparents have done something good you know the, but i don't know why people keep thinking that what you sow is what you reap meant where you sow is where you reap. I don't know why people no. think it's not. It's just so when you do good, right? Don't assume that you're doing it to get back, mm. right? Um, from the same person. Because when you think I'm okay, I gave you something and expect you to give me back. Now become like a transaction. Yeah. Now become like a gamble, right? And it also helps you sort of become more heartbroken because the person might never give you back, right? So I think that's that's that's, that's key in itself. So shout out to everyone who's listened, right? Um, by the way, on the 14th of um, January, talk about um, preparing for next year. We'll be having a, a strategy session at Echo Hotel, right? If you're interested to join, you can just follow us on Instagram, um, Hexavia. Hexavia is spelled as H-E-X-A-V-I-A, right? And Gideka, I can't thank you enough, right? I know you have a busy schedule. You're out of town tomorrow. Thank you for coming and sharing. Um, and you did so brilliantly well. Like, I would assume you're a broadcaster by, by training. So <laughs> thank you.